the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the host and guests are their own, and not those of 9.30 a.m. The Answer or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road. Here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons. Trace Hazlett will be with us in a little while. And we're talking gardening with you. 308-8867. 308-8867. Toll free outside of San Antonio. 866-308-8867. Did you do a new commercial after David got through with his presentation? Or yeah. Had you done that before his presentation? I did it before he did the presentation. I just knew he'd give out good information. Oh, you knew uh, I would listen to that coming over here. And uh, Milton's bragging about what a good job David did. <laughs> and so I and said, well, was I, Milton ran up there and did a, yeah. did a commercial for the... Was I wrong? David did a good job, didn't he? <laughs> I didn't hear it. <laughs> uh, well, we got reviews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about that a little bit? No, we got to move on. We got plenty of stuff to talk about. We want to talk about. <laughs> All right. But no, fun. he did a good job good. and uh, brought in a lot of people, and we appreciate it. And a lot of people got some good information, and some people bought citrus. And yeah. And uh, we saw the grapes in the back, the Victoria Red. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there. They're back there, and I uh, I sent a request to my webmaster to put that on the fr- on the oh, front good. page. So what, what we're talking about is uh, uh, Millburger uh, asked around and and bought uh, a large quantity of the new superstar topics of the month. superstar uh, grape for this month. Maybe, maybe uh, I mean for this for this year. Uh, and it's called uh, Victoria Red. It's the first one on Topics of the Month. I'm sorry. Did you know that? First one on what? Topics of the Month. Is it already on there? It will. Yeah, look. Topics of the Month right there. First, there you first go. one. My, my webmaster is amazing. Uh-huh. I just sent that in yesterday. So it's it's good to have a... It's good to have a, a alert webmaster. They're beautiful grapes. There's a different picture, I think, than yesterday. Yeah, I'll I, I put that on there. So oh, okay. We'll show it a little color. Yeah. So I appreciate him getting that up there. Doc, Dr. Roy, I call him. Way to go, Dr. Roy. <laughs> he's, a, he's a Ph.D., and nobody ever calls him, uh, nobody ever refers to oh. him as Dr. Roy. So I'm the only one that... Uh, that 
points out to everybody that he's a doctor. You so know, he didn't I go mean, through all those years of school just oh, to be called oh. Mr. Roy. And he's a he's a good webmaster, and he he uh, takes care of our our show show needs. Uh, like uh, he worked for months to get this uh, get get my uh, statistics weekly week statistics. Yeah. Uh, where it comes to me every Sunday morning. Oh. So I can print it out like this and, nice. and, and bring it up here. But uh, there was a glitch, of course, in the computer yeah. that they, it would it would do it for about uh, three or four uh, weeks, and then it would quit doing it for some reason. It would it wouldn't, wouldn't send them. So uh, he worked he worked diligently to get that worked out, and I appreciate. All his hard work. I, I, I didn't notice that this morning when I looked, but I sent it in yesterday so people could uh, read the write-up on um, on uh, the Victoria Red Grape variety, see some pictures. And uh, the, uh, every time I see those pictures, uh, it's, a, it's a new grape, so if you plan on planting a new grape, uh, and uh, this one is is good. It's, it's good for wine. Made it's good for wine, and uh, and it's also a good table grape, table eating grape. And it has some resistance to uh, Pierce's disease, which kill kills a lot of grapevines in Texas. Yeah. But the those pictures that you see on there when you open them, open them. We're talking about to go to plantanswers.com. Uh, go over to the topics of the month in red, and the first listing on there is Victoria Red Grape Variety, and it has this write-up and pictures that I'm looking at right here on the radio. But uh, you, you see how long those clusters are. And uh, those, those pictures were taken here in San Antonio, and uh, so we were all excited to get some. We were going to get some good r- pictures of the ripe grapes mm-hmm. in those long clusters. Well, I'll, I'll tell you now, before you plant grapes, you're going to have to figure out a way around the birds. Because oh. the bird, birds like grapes, too. So, uh, and the, the answer to that is bird netting. Oh. You, you, bird, you bird net them. Oh, about the time that they they get into this situation, the green grapes uh, begin to enlarge, and so we did. We were all excited about having uh, having pictures of that of those long clusters of beautiful red grapes, and so we covered them with uh, netting, double double netted them. So uh, nothing would get them, and everything was going well, and we were about two days away from taking pictures, and all of a sudden the grapes disappeared. We went out there to take the pictures, and the grapes had had gone, all of them. I mean, all of them, all of them, and uh, and as you just the grapes in the pictures, yeah, and so it so they're still netted. So the only thing that can get on a netting like that is a raccoon. Oh. Because they got little hands and they, they can tear that apart. So we figured a, a coon had gotten under there. And uh, after about a couple of days of, of cuss, cussing the coons, uh, 
one of the helpers over there. Oh gosh! Came up and was laughing about his buddy that was helping clean up around the place, and that had couldn't couldn't resist those grapes, and so he got under there, got in there, and ate all those grapes. That's a lot of grapes. That's a lot of grapes, and he paid the price the next day or two. Oh, he couldn't come to work for two days because of intestinal problems <laughs> from the grapes. But we still didn't get a we still yeah. didn't get our picture, and uh, and we've had, we've had trouble ever since I I took these pictures to uh, to have grapes because. You know, in a rainy spring, they can get uh, foliage diseases. They're not, uh, they're not bulletproof. Uh, grapes, grapes have a, grapes are not the easiest thing in the world to produce. But uh, this is a seeded grape with both large berries and clusters that are attractive and quite long with bright red skin color. Now, oh, sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, the, this grape was actually saved. Uh, it, it's a uh, University of Arkansas grape, and uh, the Tarkington Vineyards near Victoria uh, had some clusters that each one exceeded one pound. They were over a pound in, in weight, though the clusters were. So they're, they're a big, heavy producing grape. Uh, it, uh, it's uh, this this the Tarkinson Vineyards are located probably 40 miles from the Gulf of Mexico, and has very intense uh, Pierce's disease pressure. Vines at this location were vigorous and productive for 20 years, while all other susceptible varieties died from PD, Pierce's disease. So uh, this this thing has been tested for for several years uh, in the area and over around Victoria, where the the disease uh, situation is a little little worse over there. And they, they give about how sweet they are. Uh, it's uh, they they talk talk about how really sweet the berries are. The, both the cluster side and bare side are outstanding with cl- clusters. Like I said, uh, some clusters over a pound. And uh, at at Victoria at the Victoria evaluation site, Victoria Red averaged 20 pounds per mature vine. 20 pounds of That's fruit. That's a lot, isn't it? Oh yeah, per per mature plant. So uh, we we think it's worthy of being a Texas superstar. It's it's uh it's and, and as as always with when you're dealing with uh, uh, woody plant material, uh, the problem is always, uh, especially when you're gonna do a statewide promotion, the problem is always finding plants or, or having enough plants to take care of the demand so uh our group our garden volunteer group has been working for several years and we've been selling we've actually been selling uh selling uh victoria red at uh some of our functions that the garden volunteers have 
for the last, um, I guess, three or four years. So, uh, but uh, Millburgers has sneaked around. I, I wish Trace was here so he could deny it. Sneaked around and got an abundant supply of Victoria <laughs> Red grape variety. Now, if you want some of the some of the ones, uh, uh, some of the larger specimens that he's located, uh, they're available now here at, at the at, as a as a plant of the. It's a plant of the weekend. Plant of the week, 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 uh, week, week, weekend, then, 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 then. One of the two. I forget which way it goes. Yeah, so you can uh, get them here. Would you get them here? He had uh, 20 when we left yesterday. He'll have to tell us how many he has now. But uh, Millburgers does this cool thing where, uh, let's say, you know, you're like thinking, oh, i got to get there today, but I can't get there today. Well, forget about it. Okay, so if you can come here today, good. Get them. You can plant them today. You'll be happy. But if you can't come today, call the nursery at 497-3760. Give that number again, 497-3760. Call the nursery and say, hey, put aside uh, a couple for me. I'll be uh, there sometime early in the week or something like that. I'll be there Monday or Tuesday to come get them. So um, that's a nice deal. I know that uh, people take advantage of that because... Uh, you're listening to this, and maybe you're on the way home from church or something, and you're uh, thinking, okay, well, I'm, I'm not there today. It's a shame they're not doing this tomorrow. Well, they are. So call 497-3760 and tell them you want the Victoria. Wait a minute. Are we going to be open tomorrow? Yeah, they're open. Okay. They can come tomorrow. Martin Luther King birthday. Yeah. Oh, I think they're open. Okay. I'm, I'm sure they're open. So 308-8867, the number to call is our number uh, to call with your gardening questions, 308-8867. Um, I want to mention Calvin, the guy, uh, even though he's out of town, he'll be back next week. Uh, even though he's out of town, he got a good article in yesterday's paper on hardscaping adds interest. And so uh, uh, be sure to... Uh, check that out. It's on the back of the sports section uh, in uh, my essay. And uh, then they've got uh, the Sycamans is a the Sycamans is this week in the garden uh, featured plant. I don't know why they did that. Featured Cyclamen in, in the middle oh, of, middle yeah. of uh, January. It might but have been as nicer, I was walking up, if I was getting ready to put some plants in the landscape, and we we don't know if the cold weather is over yet or not. Yeah. And and you don't want to go to all the trouble of covering. Uh, uh, then, uh, uh, I when I was walking in, they're having a sale on pansies. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they're good-looking mm-hmm. uh, pansies, in uh, four inch, four and a half inch. Uh, containers and they're they're on sale. I forget what the sale price was, but uh, they're on sale and good-looking plants. So, if you lost your cyclamen uh, and 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 you uh, you want to replace them or with something that's blooming, uh, pansies is is probably your best best bet because they'll they'll bloom and they they'll take the cold temperatures as well. And, and and you won't have you won't have to cover them. Uh, however, they do cover if if you've got covers, 
and we're talking about into the 20s again, uh, you, you'll, you'll save a lot of blooms, yeah. on your pa- even on the pansies, if you do cover. So uh, if you've already got the cover and what you you know what have you got to lose? But ho- hopefully it won't. Hopefully winter's over, Milton. I mean, just we've a couple had, of days. A couple of days of cold weather. That's I'm, all we expect down here. I'm kind of doubting it. You you think you're gonna have some more cold weather? Milton? I'm thinking maybe. Yeah, I'm like I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I got to burn my fireplace for the first time. Did you? Yeah. When did you do me that? And the, me and the doggies were sitting in there by the fire and, and enjoyed it when it got so cold, those nights it got oh, so okay. cold. And uh, sitting there watching TV and watching the fire burn and uh, burning four-year-old wood. Oh, did that burn uh, well? Yeah, fast. Yeah, and I didn't have to worry about whether it was dry or not because mm-hmm. after four years, yeah, the bark was falling off and everything is. So uh, it was it was good to get some of that burn off. Because I'd stack the wood on the on the patio, so it'd be close to the fireplace. Four years ago, <laughs> well, <laughs> we it's been it's been so warm during the during the winters. Uh, yeah, I mean we hadn't even thought about having a fire. I was I was even scared to I couldn't remember whether I left my vent open uh, the uh, what is it the the flu the, the the flu open or not oh okay so I was down there with a flashlight looking up in there to see what I could see but uh, it didn't burn the house down so I was appreciative of that <laughs> but <laughs> that's good <laughs> but you you know you see these. Uh, People selling firewood on the side of the road, especially on a, uh, when it's predicted cold. Uh, that's that's not a particularly bad idea. Of course, you know if you've got your firewood and it's stacked away from the house, mm-hmm. and you didn't bring in any uh, any uh, contaminated uh, firewood from from the hill country. Uh, I mean, uh, from uh, the red oak and uh, oak wilt uh, disease problems. Because uh, uh, I, 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 what I'm thinking about, I was saying, when it's stacked far away from the house, you don't have to worry about termites or oh, things okay. like that getting into the house, uh, unlike I did when I stacked it pretty close to the house. Uh, thinking I wouldn't have to walk out there in the cold and get it, but it never turned cold. But uh, the uh, you've got to be careful, even especially when you bring in wood from the hill country, oak wilt wood. Uh, you've got to be careful stacking it under or near uh, live oaks, because if you if you bring that, that's the way it's gotten started in a lot of places. Yeah, was people bring firewood in, stack it under or near the trees uh, susceptible. Well, any live oak is susceptible at certain times of the year, especially when that beetle is out. But uh, uh, even stacking it away from the house under trees can give you problems. So. Uh, well, basically, what I'm saying is the bottom line is uh, only cut the amount of wood that you think you're going to use in the in the winter, and don't don't get overzealous. Yeah, don't get the huge piles of. <clears throat> and uh, 
And if you do, if you do happen to get it out of the hill country from the, from the lease or whatever, uh, you know, of course people say cover it, but I, I say just cut, cut a very little bit of it, maybe a truckload, uh, a pickup truck, semi, half, half loaded, and then at the end of the year, have a bonfire or either, either throw it away. Yeah, because it's not worth taking the chance. Cause uh, yeah, because you'll pay much, much more country. than you'll ever save. You'll ne- you'll never you'll never solve the problem. That's yeah. the problem. If money could solve the problem, oh. it wouldn't be that much of a problem. But the 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 deal is, when that stuff gets in a neighborhood, it's almost impossible to stop. And that's scary. Yeah, it's scary. The, the, the only re- redeeming feature of oak wilt is that it doesn't spread real fast. There are some some uh, uh, tree diseases and and, uh, and pests that uh, kill entire populations within a couple of years, but uh, oak wilt is uh, is a relatively slow slow killer. Hey, we're going to take a break. While we do, give us a call at 308-8867 and tell us what's going on in your gardening world. That's 308-8867. And if you're outside of San Antonio, call us toll-free at 866-308-8867. We've got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming right up. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM, The Answer. Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. Thanks to everybody that came out and enjoyed the workshop that David Rodriguez did on growing fruit trees in San Antonio. As always, David gave out some great information, and I've got some great information for you right now. To find out all the activities that are going on at Millburgers, go to MillburgerNursery.com. MillburgerNursery.com. Not only will you find out about the classes that are at Millburgers, like the adult classes that David did, or even the kids' classes that are coming up, you'll find out about events that are happening at the nursery, whether it's a blood drive or a fun celebration in gardening. MillburgerNursery.com has all that information, and there's information about other gardening activities that are happening in San Antonio. So that's your resource, MillburgerNursery.com. When you go there, you also find great information to enhance your gardening experience, including videos, articles, links, and much, much more. So for all your needs, go to Millburger Nursery. And to learn more, go to MillburgerNursery.com. Peace through planning. That's the motto of Weisinger Law Firm, and the planning begins with your free consultation with Charlie Weisinger. Charlie, you call yourself an estate planning attorney. What exactly does that mean? Well, Baron, estate planning is simply protecting you, your family, and your assets in case the worst happens. A basic plan includes a will, financial, medical powers of attorney, health information releases, and directives for your physician. If you don't have these basic elements in place, it's an even harder year for your loved ones. Well, a lot of people put off that decision. Because of that, you're making hard decisions on a very hard topic, but knowing you, Charlie Weisinger, you make it so easy. 
Well, we spend about an hour in our first meeting where I learn a lot about you and educate you on estate planning. Based on that first meeting, we'll schedule a second where I'll present a plan to you. We'll sign documents, and that's where peace through planning begins. It's three hours out of your life so you can have peace for the rest of your life. Let Charlie help you achieve peace through planning by calling Weisinger Law Firm. The number in San Antonio is 210-308-0800-308-0800, online at weisingerlawfirm.com. It's the inauguration that a lot of the country did not see coming and that Democrats can't believe is happening. Join us for the inauguration of this country's 45th president, Donald Trump. Despite all the naysayers, Donald Trump shocked America and the world, beating Hillary Clinton. And now it's time to see how he handles the most powerful job on the planet. Join us for the inauguration of Donald Trump, Friday, January 20th. Coverage begins at 10 on 930 a.m. The Answer. When it comes to stock market corrections, take this advice. Don't get fooled again. People have lost thousands of their retirement savings again. Robin Hoppus with Big State Financial can show you how to move your money into a safe investment with zero risk and a guaranteed return. Tune into the Big State Financial Radio Show Saturdays, 2 p.m. and Mondays, 8 p.m. Or call Robin today, 210-373-6000. That's 210-373-6000. Or go online to BigStateFinancial.com. Back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Jerry had a great uh, question when we uh, went to break, and that question was, "I wonder how the event went yesterday." Uh, so, Mark Peterson, uh, you were there um, all day, I'm sure, uh, doing the uh, rain barrels. So, if you're listening, uh, give us a call and uh, tell us how it went. I'm, I'm guessing you're going to be doing some bragging because uh, I thought it went real well. Uh, of course, I was there. At if, night. He, if he didn't blow his brains out after, uh, you know, toward the end is where it gets tough. Well, and see, that's that's the weird thing because Saw's really, and Evelyn, we're going to get to you in two seconds, I promise. Two shakes of a lamb's tail. The um, they shake their tail pretty fast. I know. That's yeah. I think okay. that's the point. Have yeah. you ever seen a lamb shake his tail? Oh, it's pretty fast. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, Evelyn, we're going to get to you in two shakes of a lamb's tail. Four shakes of a lamb's tail. But the, um, yeah, so uh, Laura got a call from Saws at 1 o'clock saying there was no line. Oh, is that right? Yeah, so they did an excellent job communicating, too. So, you know, if you were thinking, oh, well, we won't go because there's going to be a line, that was a cool thing to do. Yeah. Um, I guess they just have a phone on a computer bank that just calls people because we'd already gotten ours. Um when there was a line, uh, well, maybe they're calling people that already got in their barrels and just telling them, <laughs> <laughs> making them feel bad. <laughs> that, you overlooked that. That was a great. That would be fun. <laughs> oh, sorry you came earlier. There's no line now. <laughs> Evelyn, so Mark, call us up and tell us how it went. Uh, I have rain in my rain barrel, by the way. I'll tell you more about that in a minute. Wait a minute. I do. It's did, you, did, you, did you urinate in your right no, right no, we have rain. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, very little bit. Yeah, I'll tell you in a second. 308-88. If Mark calls in, I'll share it with him, too. 308-8867, where Evelyn has been so patient. Hi, Evelyn. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you? I'm good. How about yourself? We're doing terrific. That was, okay. that was, a, that was a very slow lamb tail. Okay, I wanted to know if uh, I'll let some 
freezes. I thought it was, I had, I don't know, for some reason I thought it didn't freeze. It usually doesn't. Well, did did, did, did that new realism freeze? Yes, it did. Okay, did it did it just freeze the outer portions of it, or did, did it kill the whole plant, you think? Well, it looks like it killed the whole plant. I don't see anything green. Huh. Well, you usually think of alyssum as a, as a winter-hardy winter plant, but it... Do you know how cold you got out there? You got in the low 20s, I imagine. Uh, 23. Yeah, that's about what I got, too. Yeah, it lasted but, too long, uh, and everything had a... A new growth on it, and all of a sudden it drops like that. It's something's got to give. Yeah, that that's a new uh, that's a new listen for this area, and uh, I, I I don't think we've like I said the the older listen I always considered to be a winter hardy, but uh, I could be wrong on that. Mm-hmm. What about Swiss chard? Obviously, the new one is is not uh, can't take uh, below uh, 25. Okay. Oh, well, that's the green. That's the uh, the one that's fragrant. Summer and, 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 the, and the one tolerant. that the, the heat tolerant. Yeah. What about Swiss chard? Okay, char? I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> I am too. I was really excited that I got it. But what about Swiss chard? That doesn't freeze either, does it? Well, it it's, it it does. Uh, uh, it's it's more cold tolerant than. Uh, but I I heard a lot of people's cabbage and uh, broccoli and cauliflower, so some some of the cold crops actually froze back too. Yes. But I in in my in my experience, uh, Swiss chard has has frozen back, not necessarily killed. But uh, but uh, has frozen back in some cold temperatures. So uh, is it, is, does it look like it's dead all the way to the ground? It looks pretty black to me. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I would I would cut it off at ground level and see if it'll resprout. Okay, I have a chicken that likes well, all my chickens like Swiss chard, but this uh, silky especially. I'll let them out. And she'll head for the garden. That's the first place she goes to. And Is that right? If it was all frozen down, she walks in there and looking around. Where did it go? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny. a lot of people are wondering about that. Yes. Yeah. You know, you know, onion. You heard. I don't know if you heard yesterday, but a lot of people called in and said their onion froze down. Well, uh, that's not onion transplants are not supposed to. You know, well, mine looks uh, pretty kill. bad. There's a few of them that are still green, but it looks like most of it is gone. Yeah, uh, we're we're recommended uh, was recommended yesterday and today as well, uh, because of the situation where the onions the tops froze back, and it shock it'll shock the onions into bolting. Mm-hmm. In other words, they're flower this next spring. And and really, you know, we 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 planted early. We planted real early uh, because uh, right right now, is the old the all of our old recommendations, especially for onion transplants, uh, was to uh, wait till mid to late February for onion transplant. So really, now is a, is the ideal time to use onion transplant, onion transplants. I uh, there were several years back that uh, 
they were saying, you know, don't plant till in February. Well, now they come out with, you know, plant whenever they come out on October. That's November. right. Well, that's, that's what you I remember. Did. You remember that, don't you? Yes. And then uh, <laughs> a couple of years ago, I guess it was, I was going to plant some till in February. Well, you couldn't find any onion plants. So when they come out in the fall, I always get a bunch. Yeah. Well, uh, we should we should have we should have plenty of them here at Millburgers, and at, I, I think most nurseries will have them in February too, especially since they're frozen. Uh-huh. Now I haven't I haven't talked to Dixondale. I'm I'm sure they they would have been suicidal had they frozen down there. Oh my gosh! But yes. uh, but uh, because that's millions of dollars worth of onions. But uh, I don't think it got as cold down there as it as it did up here. Uh-huh. So anyway, anyway, I, if I, my recommendation on onions is is to replant, and uh, maybe on a Swiss chard too for your chickens' sake. <laughs> I don't care to eat it. I'll eat it, but I'm not real crazy about it. But my chickens love it. They think that's the best thing there is. Yeah, I, I think they like Swiss chard better than they do any, uh, any of the. Uh, yeah, they did at the nursery too. Can, remember? Can, we, can, yeah, that's right. We see them. Well, was that that was that was chicken right Yeah, that's what Calvin would get all upset. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Evelyn. You take care. Uh, I'm sorry your lessons are. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll try it again. <laughs> okay, Thank you. Okay, all right. Three. Oh, what's that, Milton? Oh, bird manure. No. Uh, <laughs> I've got a question from the crowd, and he's brought a picture in. Of a cactus. Is that that stuff that you... Yeah. That, did Co- you coach in... Co- yeah, there you something? go. Look at you, Milton. Well, I can't remember the whole thing. But the dye. Yeah. Cultrazine. Oh, okay. Co- wait a minute. Now, is your is tablet right? like that? Huh? Is your tablet like that? I think I think mine. I, know I, am. Sorry. I think mine's bigger. Okay. So, oh, wow. Sorry. Well, let's not go there. Go ahead. You, so you had a question. <laughs> so that's what you're looking at is a picture of cactus with this white, raised, soft-looking material that looks pathologic to me. And and when you and you when you have you squeezed it? You want me to touch that stuff? Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, a dye comes out. Really? The Indians and and they still do in Mexico. Uh, breed, uh, actually, they actually select, uh, uh, the, those, uh, those plants and that, that, uh, scale for, uh, for the dye, for the dye, the color of the dye that it exudes. And that, back in, back in the old days, I'm talking about real old days. The Indians and everything would use that as their as their red or indica indica is that, is that the color indigo indigo, indigo, indigo. purple indigo that, purple color they got it from uh, that scale so is that gonna kill the cactus oh, good lord no nothing lord. nothing <laughs> nothing to kill the cactus how would you find that out I just moved there this uh, is oh. news for me now you you can. Uh, impress your neighbors with it. Look it. Look it up on the internet. Uh, cactus scale or in, in, indigo. I'll, go, I'll look it up. Indigo scale. And um, I don't know if we got it. I'm sure we got we got something about it on Plant Answers. Maybe in a question. But uh, uh, if you want to get rid of it, 
No, if it's if it's not a problem, then it's not I'm... a problem. It's a, it's actually a conversation piece. Okay, great. But but anybody that wants to get rid of scale on cactus, don't don't tell anybody you're worried about it killing the cactus. I mean, no, nothing <laughs> kills the cactus. If you find a scale that'll kill the cactus, I'll make you rich and me rich too. But uh, you can spray that you can spray that with a dormant oil spray. No, I'll leave it alone if you say it's okay. Uh, leave, leave it alone. Okay. Now go, go out there and squeeze some. I, I will give it a and try. And look, look at that pretty uh, pretty uh, juice. I'll take one of my comes. grandkids out there and ask oh, them to squeeze yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Look, it, look it up, and you can act like you're uh, an expert on this. But uh, they still extract that color uh, on some, in some places in Mexico. They actually have farms. And they actually make selections of that scale. In other words, they breed them like, uh, well, they don't breed them, but they they select them like like to, to for certain colors. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you for coming oh. in. Where do you live in town here? Um, it's the worst by in Jackson. Okay. Okay. All right. Good luck Thanks. to you. All right. 308-8867. 308-8867. I'm looking for it. Online to see my my computer. It'd be on it'd be on the cactus scale. Yeah, that's kind of what I put it. Oh, I spelled cactus wrong. <laughs> oh yeah, cochineal cactus. Cochineal, that's what yeah. I'm trying to think of. So I get that uh, confused with the with the chemical. Uh, uh, let's see. That they Spanish did. discovered when they conquered Mexico in 1521. Yeah, you are going back the old days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when Crush yielded a supreme scarlet dye. There you go. All right. That's what they they dyed their clothes with. Yeah. Everything. That's. Remember Paul uh, talking about that. Paul Cox. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Was, Paul would go nuts on that. Hey, uh, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867, toll-free, 866-308-8867. I want to remind you about one of our sponsors here, and that's Wild Birds Unlimited. Uh, we uh, talked to um, Bill over there at the location on Northwest Military in Hebner, and if you listen to it, you really got the idea that they not only provide products, they provide solutions. And I mean that because, uh, you know, what happens is you get excited about this, you want to do it, and then there's a challenge. You've got squirrels or uh, the uh, you, want to, you want to know which kind of birdhouse to plant. Well, that was the cool thing. Bill explained it all, the who, what, and why about what you should buy and where you should get it. And uh, even if you have a situation, like he was talking about the bird feeders where the squirrels will kind of widen the hole, well, they can fix that. They have little things to fix it. They've run into all these different problems. Uh, Wild Birds Unlimited has it's a national company. There are three locations in San Antonio. The franchises are, uh, but that's what they do. So they'll help you if you got uh, your certain birds you're looking for, or if you're wanting to do purple martins. After you heard us talking about it yesterday. Go by and visit one of the three locations in San Antonio and establish a relationship with them. They're on Braun Road in 1604. That's where you'll find Kim. Uh, FM 3009 east of I-35 is where you'll find Denise. 
And uh, as for these guys by name, uh, they're very proud of the stores they've built. And, of course, uh, there's Bill, who we talked to yesterday over there at the location on uh, Hebner Road and Northwest Military. We'll take a quick break and come back in just a moment. Our phone number is 308-8867, 308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming right up on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bulvardy Road. Thanks to everybody that came out and enjoyed the workshop that David Rodriguez did on growing fruit trees in San Antonio. As always, David gave out some great information, and I've got some great information for you right now. To find out all the activities that are going on at Millburgers, go to MillburgerNursery.com. MillburgerNursery.com. Not only will you find out about the classes that are at Millburgers, like the adult classes that David did, or even the kids' classes that are coming up, you'll find out about about events that are happening at the nursery, whether it's a blood drive or a fun celebration in gardening. MillburgerNursery.com has all that information, and there's information about other gardening activities that are happening in San Antonio. So that's your resource, MillburgerNursery.com. When you go there, you also find great information to enhance your gardening experience, including videos, articles, links, and much, much more. So for all your needs, go to Millburger Nursery. And to learn more, go to MillburgerNursery.com. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 930 a.m. The Answer. Gary and Dave at Climate Magic get it. When they started Climate Magic in 1985, it was a partnership they knew would succeed with San Antonio families if they stuck to the basics when it came to servicing air conditioners and heaters. Climate Magic will always super serve you. They know if they take care of you, you'll take care of them with repeat business and good referrals. That's what's kept them in business for over 30 years. Gary and Dave at Climate Magic share the values of our great city. Dave is from San Antonio, and Gary stayed here after serving our country in the military. Both Gary and Dave have degrees in air conditioning and heating. They stay up to date on the latest changes, and they pass on that education to their seasoned pros and on to you. This Climate Magic has always had the heart of a teacher. Here's the deal. Climate Magic knows there's a lot of AC companies in town, but they're in it for the long haul. No gimmicks or games or sales pitches. Gary and Dave at Climate Magic want to serve you and take care of you when there's an emergency. Here's the number to put in your phone and on your fridge. It's 340-8240. That's 210-340-8240 for Climate Magic. ClimateMagic.com. Texas License 1531C. If you have an unpaid debt to the IRS that you can't pay, please hear this special notice. Specially approved IRS relief programs designed to aid delinquent taxpayers are now in effect that can significantly improve your financial situation. Depending on your circumstances, you may qualify to have your tax problem resolved in your favor and may even have your back taxes reduced by thousands or eliminated entirely. A relief hotline has been established by Community Tax for you to call and see if you qualify at 800-231-9060. If you owe the IRS back taxes that you can't afford to pay, don't let the IRS trick you into thinking you have no way out. Our highly accredited tax professionals will let you know what you qualify for and how much you can save. We may be able to stop all liens, garnishments, levies, and save you thousands. 
Call and see if you qualify for this taxpayer relief at 800-231-9060. 800-231-9060. That's 800-231-9060. It's the inauguration that a lot of the country did not see coming and the Democrats can't believe is happening. Join us for the inauguration of this country's 45th president, Donald Trump. Despite all the naysayers, Donald Trump shocked him flocked the world, beating Hillary Clinton. And now it's time to see how he handles the most powerful job on the planet. Join us for the inauguration of Donald Trump, Friday, January 20th. Coverage begins at 10 on 930 a.m. The Answer. Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Hey, we're going to do another shout out to Mark Peterson. Mark, give us a call. We want to find out about the uh, event yesterday and how it went. Um, and uh, we want to know, uh, you know, give us a report if you can, and uh, tell us uh, what happened. I already have rain in my rain barrel from last night. Nobody believes me, but I do, because uh, when you. Uh, when you move the rain barrel, you hear slosh, 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 slosh. So, <laughs> okay. So 308-8867. And uh, Claude, uh, Claude Townsend. Uh-oh. No, 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 we don't have mom, but I'm going to do a shout-out. Did he pass away? Wouldn't Claude be able to tell us about Coach Neal? Oh, yeah. All right, yeah. Claude, give us a call. Tell us about that because it's kind of fascinating. I have information from the uh, <laughs> DesertUSA.com about the history of this, but I want to hear it from Claude. So, uh, Claude, you give us a call. Mark, you give us a call, too, at 308-8867. And I was telling our audience. Maybe we ought to have Paul Cox call in. Paul would be good, too. Paul, if you're listening, too, you give us a call because you know all about this stuff. Even if he's not listening, we can call him. Oh, okay. Well, if you uh, <laughs> if you don't call, <laughs> yes. Oh, now Paul is like running around the house telling, "Don't pick up the phone. Don't pick up the phone." All right, we'll see who calls. Well, if they have the call by the end of the don't, hour, don't make us call you. You know that that's people. Yep. That's you know, I I was I was the originator of the call out mm-hmm. show, call in radio show, call out radio show. Yeah, and people wouldn't call in. I just, so you called out. Yeah, we could call you. I'd, I'd just get the telephone book and go through there and pick a name and call them. I think I'm going to do that. Uh-huh. I'm going to make you know a little list of our uh, yeah our listeners' things. And you know how we say, well, call us and tell us how it's going. Yeah. Yeah, we're, if it gets slow, we're just going to call them. There you go. That's how it's going. That'll work. Okay. It worked for me. All right. That's an interesting And idea. you say, well, how do you know they got a gardening question? Everybody's got a gardening question. Oh, okay. Or a houseplant question. Yeah. So uh, on, on, a, on another on a previous radio station that I worked at, which didn't ha- didn't have a, a real a real strong signal, uh, <laughs> and uh, I would do the call out show. So so I was telling America's our, first call, call out radio show. I was telling our audience that I have water, despite the fact that you do not believe me. I have water in my water barrel already. My rain barrel. I won't know where it came from. I, I don't. I don't deny doubt that. I think it's from the fog. The fog this morning, kind of, all of it, and it just dripped down into the the little angle thing, and yeah. just dripped into the. Do you see drifts? Yeah, no? yeah. And I, I, the reason I knew it was because the barrel uh, has a, a high ridge, like a little, uh, it, like it looks like a funnel. Yeah. And it uh, it goes all the way down, and it had, it had water all over it. 
And so, uh, yeah, so I knew there was some, and then I moved it, and I could hear slosh, slosh, slosh. I did. I don't think it was a lot, uh, but it's some. <laughs> I was telling Jerry my rain barrel is already starting to work, collecting rain. That's good. I know. I'm very, very excited about that. <laughs> so how are we doing on the uh, Victoria Red? Uh, there's about 15, I think, left over oh, there. Oh, good. Okay. So we uh, still the plant of the weekend, yeah. weekend, weekend. I've, I've got it on plantanswers.com on the topics of the month. I sent it in to Dr. Roy, my webmaster, yesterday, and he put it on this morning. And she's making a, uh, an elaborate sign for it right now. She, I guess she took your picture off the website and oh, good. cropped all y'all out and just had the great. Quite it. There's no pictures of yeah. people on there. Mm, I don't know. It was a big picture, and she cropped it down just to the I don't know. Oh, that's kind of weird. Yeah. There. So these are the only There's pictures. There's the write-up. Have you seen the write-up? Uh, we got it downloaded from Rob. Oh, okay. So, uh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, he. That may be where the picture came yeah. from. Yeah, I bet you was. But that, uh, that's the write-up uh, that is done by Dr. Uh, Larry Stein and uh, Jim Thomas uh, of uh, up in Fredericksburg. So they they did the write-up a couple of years ago, I guess, and uh, that'll be the official write-up for the. Uh, but it's linked down to plant after the topics of the month, uh, first topic of the month. So you can go in and see. I also got a picture of the ripe grapes. That may be the picture she cropped. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and um, but for everybody out there, we may be your only place in Texas. Uh, I got I, I bought everything I could get my, my hands on. <laughs> well... Yeah, back in the old days, I would have been upset by that. But he, but uh, that one nursery would have the main supply of uh, of grapes, but uh, or any plant that we were recommended. But now that I'm under the Millburger banner, I guess I can uh, I can join in on the celebrate the uh, on and the, smile like me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, three. It, it's a good grape and. Yeah. Uh, it's got tremendous Pierce's disease resistance, and uh, uh, like I said, it did well in Victoria, and they have more humidity over there. And we, we've got a lot of listeners in Victoria. Mm-hmm. So uh, Victoria Red actually uh, was tested and released in uh, from the Victoria uh, area. So anyway, well, and we've got it here, and as I mentioned before, you have two choices. Now there's only 15 that we have right now. There'll probably be some more coming in as well. But I want you to, if you're interested in it and you like what we had to say, come by right now uh, at 1604 on Boulevardy Road and pick yourself up one. It's 24.99. Yes, sir. Or you can call the nursery at 497-3760. 497-3760 and tell them to put one aside for you and they will and then you just come by and get it Monday or Tuesday, Wednesday and uh, and pick it up and they'll have a waiting for you here so uh, if you are listening and you're you're just not able to come to the nursery today that's okay this is uh, your your Victoria Red is a phone call away at 497-3760 so alright 308-8867 Opal is on the line Opal, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you, Opal? Oh, okay. Yeah. What's um, going on? I have, a, 
have an orange tree, uh, what I thought was Satsuma. I uh, had about a dozen fruit on it <clears throat> before Christmas already. And, of course, now a lot of it is frozen, you know. But the uh, one orange I got off of it was so sour, it was terrible. <laughs> okay, but uh, just one orange that was like that? Well, I haven't picked any of the others off of it. They don't. It doesn't want to turn loose. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, on satsumas and, and oranges to some degree, uh, it's best to cut them off, cut, cut oh. the fruit off, uh, okay. and you don't tear the, tear the skin, especially on a satsuma. You don't uh -huh. tear the skin, and it'll, it'll store longer. Uh -huh. uh, well. before, the free, before the freeze, I went out and took uh, that hard freeze. I went out and took all my uh, Cetos off mm -hmm. and put them. Up. I've got them outside on a on a uh, on a picnic table, and I go out there periodically. And and if any of them rot because they're they're very mature, uh -huh. uh, I just throw the bad ones away so they won't contaminate the good ones. Yeah. But now, well, so these, you've uh, you've only these. had you've only had one you've only eaten one orange. Off the tree and it's sour. Oh, it's terrible. Worse than lemon. <laughs> it's sour. Yeah, very sour. And there, there's, uh, are there thorns on the tree? Oh yes. Lots of them. Lots, very, yeah, about the size of your little finger. <laughs> yeah, a lot of thorns. Uh, how old is the tree? I just I planted it about two years ago, three years ago, and it wasn't doing any good. I fed it a little bit, and it's like eight feet tall now. But uh, this is the first year it's had any fruit. Did you did you get the get the tree at a nursery? I think so. I'm I I don't remember really. Okay. Um. The pro the problem is uh, it, it sounds like you've got a a sour orange rootstock. Oh my! Uh, huh. no, no, in other words, that uh, because and it's it's appropriately named sour orange, right? Very good. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the problem problem is it has fruit, but the the thorns are a giveaway. Sa uh, oh. Satsumas and um, uh, varieties of uh, oranges uh, should not have thorns. Now, oh, our oh, Arctic oh. frost has thorns, some thorns on it, but uh -huh. we're we're getting away from that. But uh -huh. the 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 ones you buy in the nursery, the name varieties, uh, well, limes have thorns, don't they? Uh -huh. But uh, the the oranges should not have thorns on the, on the foliage. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking you've got a sour orange uh, rootstock uh, rather uh, than uh, rather than a grafted orange, and there's really nothing you can do about it. Is it is it is it a big tree or? Uh, it's about eight feet tall now. Or, uh, eight feet tall. Mm -hmm. Well, if if it's if it's got sour oranges and thorns, I'd uh, and you can do that in February, March. Uh, -huh. uh I'd have I'd have somebody go ahead and dig it out before it gets any bigger. 
Yeah. Because it's not yeah. going. It's not going to get any better. Okay. I'll, I'll and have them have them dig it out and go to the, go to a uh, nursery and buy you a a satsuma tangerine. Yeah. Or uh, or, or a navel orange. Yeah. Let's do okay. let's do Arctic well, frost or orange frost. Yeah. Uh-huh. That way that way you uh, you have the the root system that belongs with the tree. Yeah. Opal, did okay. you hear that? Yes, yeah, sir. The, the two varieties Trace was recommending. Yeah. Well, okay. I'll get up Orange there sometime in March. Then. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you, sir. Bye bye. I think people, I think people use make marmalade or they do something with those. I've, I've heard, yeah. Some, it's got to have some use. Yeah. yeah. All right, three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Toll free. It's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. You've been busy today. It's been every time I turn around, you, you, you get uh, yeah. Uh, we'll have to talk. Oh, we just got about a couple minutes. Uh, you want to talk about anything that's going on, or you want to wait to the top of the hour? Uh, top of the hour. All right, we'll do that then. Hey, I want to remind you that um, you know in the commercial, and uh, we talked about David's presentation yesterday uh, in the commercial, and we talked about it earlier in the show. Uh, if you want to know all the things that are happening at Millburgers, millburgernursery.com, the website is the place to go. Uh, you'll get not only will you uh, learn a little bit about what's going on uh, and here at Millburgers, but also what's going on in the city because other events are listed too. So go to make millburgernursery.com your resource. Plus, you have articles on there. We do. You can uh, learn uh, how to get your newsletter on there. That's true. Uh, whether it's email or snail mail. So it's a, a good resource. That's millburgernursery.com. And then uh, do you know off the top of your head, or I can go look, uh, and we'll do it at the top of the hour, too, when the next event is coming up? Uh, off the top of my head, I think it's February 12th. Okay, we'll look and see. So it's I'll... a spring cleanup. I remember it's oh. uh, uh, what to do, when to cut it back, and yeah. all that all that stuff that everybody always asks. Okay. And are asking now. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. And you've got some good children's events coming up, so we'll talk about those and with uh, all kinds of interesting things and creepy crawlies and uh, and all be all a lot of fun. So go to millburgernursery.com to learn more about that. Millburgernursery.com. Did it did it say on there how good David's uh, presentation was? Uh, it said it said it gave out some great information. Sure. Milton pre-recorded uh, a radio mm-hmm. spot. Telling what a good job David did on his presentation. I figured it was pretty safe. David always does a great uh, job. It, it was a very he did a very good job. That's a, see, I knew it. All right, 308-8867 is our number. We're going to take and come take a break and come right back. Give us a call. Let's talk gardening with you at 308-8867. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on the Answer. with Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Milton Glick along with Trace Hazlett. Dr. Jerry Parsons, we're sitting out on the porch on a... A uh, comfortable day here at the nursery at 1604 Bull Road. Uh, Millburgers is uh, full of color. That's uh, got some folks out here shopping. They covered. What's that? 
they covered the, that's why they got lots of color left oh that is true yeah on their plants and everything yeah they're pretty cyclamen they they are and those were here when it was 18 degrees yeah like jerry said we, yeah. co- we covered them and we lost some blooms but the plants are perfect yeah i, I was bra- bragging on your uh, pansies coming in and they're on sale they are in-store special 77 cents okay yeah but they're beautiful yeah, they're they're really looking pretty over there. That's a that's a good variety, whatever that might be. LSU fans ought to be here buying out the place with the yellow and the purple. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it just reminds me of LSU colors. In fact, there was a woman here yesterday. She had a, a LSU jacket on. So. I think I saw her. Yeah. See, it was just yellow and yellow and purple. All right, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867, and toll-free, 866-308-8867. So, Trace, you want to talk about what's going on at the nursery? Well, we got uh, we had that seminar yesterday, and we right. were oh, uh, very, very, very well prepared. We've got lots of, uh, lots of fruit trees, grapes, berries, figs, uh, citrus, good selection of citrus. You got the world supply of avocados back there. Well, you've got a, quite a few. Oh, there's still smokes. more in the greenhouse. Oh no, Trace. Oh, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> Did they come out of California? Where did they come from? No, so uh, Texas grown. Yeah, they were uh, Brazos. Okay. Well, they're pretty. They're gorgeous. They're the Mexican avocado? They are. Uh, there's like Mexicola Grande, Mexicola, Lila, Joey, oh, Lila. and a, a couple of, Joey. A couple of okay. other ones. So they're as cold hardy as you can get down here. Once once the bark turns brown, they're they're pretty decent for most years. Yeah. Oh, hey, maybe Trace can kind of fill us in, too. Um, how cold tolerant the, uh, the alyssum for the summer? Well, we had a call that yeah, uh, we had somebody it, called it frozen in. back. It, it's still alive in that whiskey barrel. It's not real happy, but it's still yeah, alive. So yeah. um, the traditional one's 20 degrees. So oh, I think, wow. I think that one, uh, I don't even think we covered that barrel. And uh, it's still hanging in there. Not, yeah. not as pretty as it was, but it's hanging in there. Okay. It may re-sprout. All right, 308-8867. What else? Uh, I interrupted you there. You are talking about the fruit trees that you've got in, avocados. Good, good selection of shade trees came in this week. Oh, good. So, uh, and that's where that's where I was the first hour of the show. Was, oh, is that right? Were you we helping had, somebody? We had, oh, uh, two or three people. Is that right? Good. Yeah, we, we sold. Uh, one guy bought. He had oak, Unfortunately, he had oak wilt on his property. Oh, no. So oh, no. Every, every year he, uh, he comes and he knows he's going to be losing some, so he buys... Some trees. So he bought uh, three three really big trees and two almost really big trees. Okay, okay. cool. Well, I mean, we, that's the best way to attack it. We miss you, but you know, we, you can't we, beat it. We're glad you're out there working. And uh, <laughs> so they they asked me, do you think there's ever going to be a cure? And I, well, I don't know. <laughs> well, they they're supposed to, you know, the Alamo, that chemical Alamo. An inoculum, an inoculation, uh, is supposed to prevent it on on your bigger, older trees. It's expensive, so uh, uh, they've still got that. But I haven't heard of anything else showing any symptoms. Well, he he was talking acres I'm, and acres of trees. So uh, yeah, yeah, you can't can't worry about that. He he he's doing the right thing by replanting. Uh, 
All right, so, well, Paul's unable to call us back, so I'll I'll just tell you what it says, and then if if Claude Townsend calls in, we're talking about cochineal, the little fuzzy cactus. Oh, cochineal plant. Yeah. Yeah, the, the... yeah. No, 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 no. Fuzzy. Oh, the insect on the cactus. Yeah. That's the one, the one you squish purple, right? There yeah, exactly. You go. Yeah. The Indians used to make dye out of that. There you go. Well, let's, we'll let Trace do it then. We're on the prior that, That's the extent of my knowledge. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> so here's what it says. According to DesertUSA.com, as the Spanish discovered when they conquered Mexico in 1521, the cochineal scale insect, when crushed, yielded a supreme scarlet dye, which the Aztecs had long used in the production of ex- exquisite textiles. The dye would become added incentive for Spain in its Mexican conquest. The cochineal, uh, the Spanish held the source. Uh, oh, the Spanish held the source of the dye secret for many years. Uh, produced a major cash export from Mexico, second only to silver. Wow. Yeah. Uh, over time and across Europe, it would, according to Warner and Olson, bring the color scarlet to royalties, garments, military uniforms, national dress, cosmetics, various foods, and even Michelangelo's uh, palette. Get out of here. Uh-huh. It may have been used in the cloth that Betsy Roth used in making the red stripes for the first flag of the United States. And that guy was trying to get rid of it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody always asks now just to want to kill it. <laughs> yeah, he 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 accepted it once he learned it wasn't. Yeah, he he he, once, once he, he just didn't want it to hurt his cactus. Let's see. The cochineal still serves as the source of dye that microbiologists use to stain slide specimens. Although it pays a heavy price for the privilege, some seventy thousand cochineal insects are required to manufacture a single pound of the dye. Yeah, they multiply fast. Oh, do they? Okay. Yeah, there, there's no. Uh, shortage of them that's by j sharp jw sharp on desertusa.com all right yeah endangered that's a, it's not an endangered species. okay no. don't don't worry about don't it worry don't lose sleep it. over all right uh uh bear got a question in and uh i would not familiar with well i guess i guess i am but says can i trim purple sage milton's uh yay is, have My you seen plant. any blooming lately uh, no or is it supposed to rain i don't i don't think uh, i have to notice yeah my 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 particular one had christmas lights all over it so uh, <laughs> they've now come down can i trim trim a purple sage that's grown too tall that's what always happens when when you you put, plant them in your landscape in the shade usually and they stretch and you water them and fertilize them and do things that they're not used to doing. If so, when and how much? Neil says you can take up to one-third of the stem growth off Texas purple sage, Sinisa, and late January, early February now would be the best time. Use hand tools rather than doing a formal shearing. Do consider to, this is what, what I didn't know about, replacing it with one of the dwarf sage selections. Have that, we got that's, dwarf? That's my answer. Well, Silverado and Desperado. They're, I thought they were compact. I didn't they're, realize they were dwarf. Well, they originally came out, they were supposed to be three to four feet. They've now found four <laughs> to five feet. But it's still denser foliage, and uh, yeah. they, they bloom more frequently regardless of the rain. Wait a minute. You mean they're liars? 
<laughs> so, well, no, that, that's pro- proven. Uh, Silverado and Desperado bloom more. I know, but I'm talking about if they bloom it oh, when no, it's not going to rain. I said in spite of the in, rain. In spite of the yeah, rain. Okay. okay. It may, the old timers may have just seen the one variety. Yeah. It, we it, may have to. It, uh, it may be a, a selection. Yeah. But it's, uh, you know, how sage is semi-deciduous. It loses some leaves for winter. How I many depends yeah. on how cold. Yeah. So it loses less leaves. Okay. And it uh, has closer gapping of the foliage. And that's so, Silverado? Silverado and Desperado. Desperado. Okay. So, huh, okay. uh, Desperado is a green leaf patent, and Silverado is a color spot. Right. Uh, th- they used to share it with somebody, but I think that they went out of business. So it's just color spots now. Yeah, yeah. And they've they've lost their patent on it. Well, then we'll start seeing more of it with yeah. some other names. They, they, Turkey they, Creek. Turkey Creek, I think, is who they yeah, shared the patent right. with. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And uh, I went out there the other day, and uh, they were telling me that they need for me to find a new uh, Sinisa that they can patent. Oh, okay. In that case, okay, I'll get find right one on. that actually only gets I'll three get, to four feet. I'll get right on that. I'll help you out. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I was I was I, I I figured they would talk about that more compact one that y'all well, said. Well, there is a there is a compact version too. So, but the the shortest are going to be those two yeah. two flavors. Well, you know, Benny Simpson, uh, the guy, the native plant guy, came out with some. Some short ones, Sinises, uh, uh, and they, they never they, they have they they're real sensitive to wet soil, and uh, so they really never took off uh, around here real well. But they're they're a major player in the in, when you go out toward uh, New Mexico and Arizona and places like that in their market, uh, they still use some of Benny's selection. And uh, he that he had made, and I think he actually crossed them. But anyway, uh, I did. I just got off the phone with uh, Bruce Frazier, uh, Dixondale Farms, mm-hmm. and uh, the good news is, <laughs> the good news is, the uh, they didn't get as cold as Uvalde did, and stuff down there. So their onion crop is in good condition. Uh, for for replanting, for uh, I'm recommending that people replant their onions, especially if the tops froze off. Now I asked him. I said, now, now Bruce, with all this uh, cold weather stopping, stunting the growth of these these onion plants that we planted early, um, is that going to lead to a lot of bolting? And he says they don't. They don't. They 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 only are susceptible to bolting after they get to the I think fifth or seventh leaf stage. In other words, when the onions get top, big enough to have five leaves, that's the leaves of the onion. Uh, that that's when they're more susceptible to that going through that uh, growth period, stopping because of cold weather. And he said usually that occurs in mid-February, mid to late February. And that's what causes the bolting. So he's of the opinion, and he's, he's, he knows, that uh, that my prediction of these that were 
frozen back, these larger onions that were frozen back, uh, probably will not necessarily bolt. So, and we we used all those adjectives in there to probably not necessarily <laughs> bolt. But uh, in some neighborhoods, at least you didn't go a double negative. Yeah, <laughs> if they if they fro- if they froze back severely, especially the big ones. The little ones killed, everybody said. I'd go ahead and replant. And somebody, uh, one of our callers said that, because uh, we, she, she was, she remembered the uh, old days when we we didn't even talk about transplanting onions until February. That was Evelyn, yeah, for for San Antonio. And then we got on that wild, wild ass kick about. Uh, Planting them in November and December as soon as you could get onion transplant, sure. and uh, that worked for the, for three or two or three years when we had mild winters, but uh, this year it took it on the head. But the the good news is, uh, according to the older recommendation, you still got time, uh, or now is the time to plant onion transplant. And she was saying that she never could find onion transplants in the nursery in February. And, and Bruce was saying that, that now is his, from now on through February and March is when he'll have his biggest supply of, of onion for this area. So I don't know. I don't know. David uh, always talks about stopping by mid-February. You need to be done. Oh, really? At least, I, at least if I was hearing him correctly. Yeah, well, uh, and he did give us such a good talk on the fruit. I surely yeah, can't be Yeah, he got some great information. Well, it goes it goes back to the deal. Uh, if you if you fertilize heavily, and uh, and re- really water them and take care of them, yeah. In other words, the the race is on to grow the largest onion plant you can by June. Okay, that that's what the bottom line is. It sounds like he's telling me I need to make sure I keep onions through February. I think that's what he's telling you. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely, definitely. But uh, but uh, if you if you plant them in late February or let's say even in March, uh, you'll get us you you and you don't fertilize properly. Or you don't don't you? Uh, yesterday we were talking about using uh, get, having our uh, listeners experiment with uh, Osmocote Plus in the garden plants with the garden plants instead of the granular uh, 19.59 slow release and and compare the compare the two because uh, if you, if you you don't want them to ever run out of fertility but. Uh, so you you and it has been used commercially. Osmocote has been used commercially in California with onions. So uh, that that's not some bizarre uh, recommendation. That, that's that's been done commercially, and they did it. They did increase yields and size. Now the problem was it's it's more expensive. But a home gardener, uh, you know, they'd rather spend a little, spend a little extra money and. And they grow a big onion, uh, then, then, uh, then let it run out of fertility. Now the problem, the deal is, if you if you plant late, in in late February and early March, 
you won't get a big as uh, big enough big uh, as many leaves. You won't get as many leaves, and the number of leaves depend on uh, uh, is determined to the size of the onion you produce. Okay, so uh, and and you people always say, well, I want to grow a big onion. Commercially speaking, I've seen people throw away truck load, semi-trailer truck loads full of big onions because you don't see a lot of big onions in the grocery store. They want medium-sized onions and because people don't want to have that to store. They you want, know, grocery yeah. stores want consistency. Yeah, yeah. They, they want a medium-sized onion that people can use basically in one cooking. You still have to store it even if it's medium size. If, if they pull it early, don't they have a longer shelf life too? So if it's, if, wouldn't they have a longer shelf life with a medium one versus a large one? No. No? No. The, the, the size of it depends on the number of leaves. And uh, like I said, they all go down at the same time. They're, they're, they're orchestrated, Milton. Onions are orchestrated to... Wow. To, to uh, go dormant at the same time, according to variety. Okay. Uh, Grand X will go down with the tops. Uh, by go down, I mean the tops will fall over. When the top falls over on an onion, you get me on this onion thing again. I'm sorry. When the top falls over on People onion, it's, know. it's mature. <laughs> so uh, uh, you wait till the top falls over. Now. How how big the onion is when the top falls over, depending on depends on how many leaves are on the on the plant, and also how how well it's been fertilized depends on how many or determines how many leaves you'll have. So it's not uh, it's not, you don't pull them by size, you pull them by maturity. Okay, that makes sense. You're waiting for the. All right, we're gonna give you a break. 308-8867 is our number. We're at stupid onion thing. We're at Millburgers Landscape Nursery. I know, but you're doing a service. <laughs> you're helping people. Uh, the sun has come out. I know it's a nice, pretty day now here at Millburgers. So uh, uh, come on out and uh, visit with us. Ask your gardening question in person, and or uh, just do some shopping and uh, get some color in your yard. Lots of things to choose from here at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. We'll talk more about that in just a moment. Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Trace Hazlett. And you're listening to Millburgers Guarding South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Thanks to everybody that came out and enjoyed the workshop that David Rodriguez did on growing fruit trees in San Antonio. As always, David gave out some great information, and I've got some great information for you right now. To find out all the activities that are going on at Millburgers, go to MillburgerNursery.com. MillburgerNursery.com. Not only will you find out about the classes that are at Millburgers, like the adult classes that David did, or even the kids' classes that are coming up, you'll find out about events that are happening at the nursery, whether it's a blood drive or a fun celebration in gardening. MillburgerNursery.com has all that information, and there's information about other gardening activities that are happening in San Antonio. So that's your resource, MillburgerNursery.com. When you go there, you also find great information to enhance your gardening experience, including videos, articles, links, and much, much more. So for all your needs, go to Millburger Nursery. And to learn more, go to MillburgerNursery.com. 
Peace Through Planning. It's a beautiful thing. We're talking with Charlie Weisinger of Weisinger Law Firm. And Charlie, 41% of baby boomers don't have a will in place. Charlie, your clients need to make sure their 20, 30-something-year-old children take advantage of your free consultation. Well, in my view, every person over the age of 18 needs a plan in place because as a legal adult, no one has any authority over them to handle their bank accounts or make medical decisions unless they give someone that authority even when mom and dad are still paying the bills. And I can help put all those plans in place. People think, I don't have much. I don't own land and property. Uh, My will can wait. Actually, it's more important to have a plan in place because without a will, probate can be much more expensive. And folks with smaller estates simply can't afford going through the probate process and property could be lost. So the answer is call attorney Charlie Weisinger of Weisinger Law Firm today and let Charlie help you achieve peace through planning. Charlie, what's your phone number? Phone number here in San Antonio is 210-308. 0800. For Weisinger Law Firm, WeisingerLawFirm.com. Hi, Rose. Thanks for coming over for lunch. Come on in. Oh, thanks, Linda, for having me. Wow. It smells like garlic in here. Are you trying to ward off some vampires? <laughs> Not at all. I recently read an article on the health benefits of garlic, so I'm trying to add more into my daily diet. Why don't you just take Kyolic Aged Garlic? What's Kyolic Aged Garlic? Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract is the number one best-selling odorless garlic supplement on the market today. Notice I said odorless. Oh, really? Tell me more. Not only is Kyolic organically grown, but it's aged for 20 months, creating beneficial compounds not found in fresh or powdered garlic. Is there any research? Can you believe there's over 750 published scientific studies that prove aged garlic extract reduces many cardiovascular risk factors and supports overall immunity? So where can I get Kyolic? Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract is available at fine health food stores everywhere. Check out their website at kyolic.com. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. You've probably thought about taking a trip to Israel many times, but something always got in the way. Make 2017, the year you make your dream of visiting the Holy Land, a reality. Experience Israel next fall with Genesis Tours and Pastor Sean Thornton of All Things New Radio. For over nine exciting days, tour Israel like a local, experiencing the wonder of the Bible coming to life before your eyes. For a full cost and trip details and to register, visit experienceisraeltour.com. That's experienceisraeltour.com. to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer, our phone number is 308-8867, 308-8867, and toll-free, 866-308-8867. Some people planted, or uh, that have ginger, like to grow ginger yeah. plants. Uh, do you have ginger? Well, I have, is there an ornamental ginger? Yeah. So do do I have ginger? It's kind of like a canna. Yeah, that's is, it. Is that real ginger? Or yeah. Is that, oh, okay. Then I have ginger. 
And it, it it froze back, didn't it? Yeah, they all look pretty bad. Yeah, don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I said then we'll say good night for today. But this, this person, I thought I thought they were in a protected spot. They burned back badly in the cold. Yeah. Well, we need to replace them. No. It appears that, uh, in other words, they, if they still have green leaves, or or you see green uh firm tissue at the at the bottom where they go into the ground you, you can just cut them off right above right above that if you want to get rid of the dead foliage okay or you just let them but but you want to do that before they sprout because if you don't they'll sprout through the foliage and you the the dead foliage and you won't be able to get them out of it. oh get okay, the dead so that's kind of different out. than you would do with a perennial then. yeah right, okay right. okay good well we'll we'll have to cut them back today uh, let's see. Anyway, so that that's the story on gin, ginger. Uh, uh, we talked about the purple sage. Yeah. Uh, another another thing that got frozen, big big time bad. Oh, uh, well the flowers and potential fruit of the loquat. Well, now that's the best news a lot of people have ever heard because they've got a a loquat tree, and and when it has fruit, the nasty fruit fall in the yard, and then they've got a mess. They have to get it all up. But uh, I'm I'm thinking that this cold that we had, and the loquats were in full bloom, and I've looked at some loquat blooms, and uh, even though the, you can still see the shape of the bloom, the uh, if you cut if you cut them open, cut the blooms open. You'll see that it's dead tissue all the way to the bottom of the flower. Hmm. So uh, we will have either very few loquats or none at all. Dude, last year, didn't we have like yeah huge? You remember that the tree, the tree yeah. out there? Yeah, okay, that was loquat. Okay, and we gave out recipes and and things like that, but uh, not this year because of that freeze. Uh, anytime we have a hard freeze. After Christmas, which is common, uh, that takes care of the loquat population. Uh, that's when I first got here. Mr. Fanick, uh, Eddie Fanick, used to say that uh, we had a loquat crop about, it, it is a crop, it's a Chinese plum, a loquat crop about every five to uh, eight, five to six years. Oh, uh, when when we wouldn't get a freeze after after Christmas. So, just out of curiosity, with loquats, are they alternate bearers, or if we get two, no. if we have two nice warm winters, we'll get two nice crops of loquats. I think so. Okay, I think so. Um, now you bring that up about the alternate bearing. Yeah. Uh, you know, we had a a more a Mr. Moy brought back a giant loquat from uh, from uh, China. Uh, Dr. Moy at the botanical garden, and uh, so I was all excited because it is a plum. You know, it's called Chinese plum, and uh, I was all excited that uh, that we were going to have a large loquat. And uh, after about three or four mile winters, when the the fruit wasn't naturally thinned, 
it, it's it's like a plum or peach. If you don't prune a peach, what happens? You end up with a lot of small peaches. Oh, oh. <laughs> so, so the year that I the year that I saw and the year that he saw the the giant loquat from his tree was the year that we had had some natural thinning. I got pictures of it. Yes. And uh, but I was very disappointed that uh, I, that nature nature is the same with Chinese loquats as it is with peaches and things like that. That's funny. That must have been quite disappointing too. It is. It took me about a couple of three years to figure it out because I couldn't figure out why they weren't getting any bigger. <laughs> you know, they were they were three and four times bigger than a regular loquat. Hey, we're going to go to the phone lines now. We've got a couple folks on there. We'll start off with uh, Virginia at 308-8867. Hey there, Virginia. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How are you doing today? Uh, all right. Y'all have a very interesting show today. Oh, good. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Uh, i got a question. I don't know if there's an answer to it. Uh, the county sprays along our ditches all the time, and uh, they've killed some of our trees. You know, it's no big deal. They're old trees anyway, and they don't look good. But uh, I was wondering and if you can use any of that wood, like the bark or something like that, and put it in uh, hanging baskets or raised beds or something with something that's resistant to whatever that weed killer was, or is there anything Okay, now, now well, t- tell me what happened. Uh, so, somebody sprayed a... Uh, yeah, the county, uh, yeah, we have a real weed problem here. If the county doesn't spray, you know, you, you just got, you can't see... And people have wrecks and all that stuff, so they spray the ditches, you know, and and then they scrape it off, you know, and all that stuff. But some of that spray gets on the tree roots and then kill the trees. And uh, I mean, are we talking about big trees that it's yeah, killing? Yeah, yeah, like post oak, something like that. Yeah. Okay, I was wondering when those things fall or a pine tree, we we lost the pine tree that way. It's no big deal, anyways. You never know when they're gonna fall over. But uh, can you use that bark or anything in a raised bed or in a, a big, you know, tub or something like that and plant something that's resistant to that weed killer in it? No, I, I, I don't know. There's nothing resistant to that. Uh, oh, it isn't? That weed killer. Oh. Uh, I mean, if, especially if it'll kill a tree. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I don't know if there's any way you could find out what they used in there. What, what is that if old it, type that something 24D or... I don't know if that's what they use. Two four five T. Oh, uh-huh. is, is is but uh, I imagine they used uh, uh you know it, well it just depends on what they used. I think that's what they used. I'm not sure if that's what they used, but I think that's what okay. They used. I would I wouldn't take a chance on it. Okay, so don't mess with it. Yeah, I I I, I don't think it's worth the worth the savings. Okay. Now, uh, another thing, the, the Spanish moss growing in the trees, what's left up there? Uh, okay. A lot of Spanish moss. Will that weed killer get on the Spanish moss if it didn't kill the tree? Okay. Will the Spanish moss, will the weed killer kill the Spanish moss? Is that what well, you want? No, no. Um, I wanted to know if, if they spraying in the ditches, would that weed killer float up to the... No, no. Uh, Okay, so and, I can and use since, that and since the since the moss is not taking any nutrients from the tree, uh-huh. 
Uh, it, it it you want to use it for hanging baskets and yeah, things? Uh-huh. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, yeah, you can use that for hanging. Okay, baskets. so that won't hurt. Okay. No, that that shouldn't hurt anything. Does that hurt? Right. Tree? It, it doesn't hurt the trees. What that Spanish, Spanish moss? moss? Uh-huh. Uh huh. No, other than shading shading the trees out. Oh. Shading mm-hmm. shading the limbs out and oh, uh-huh. it, it does that it does not actually. Uh, take nutrients uh, and substance from the tree. I see. Okay. Well, thank so, you very much. So it, if thank it gets you. so thick on there that the leaves can't photosynthesize yeah. uh, properly, then then that that's where it hurts the tree. Yeah. And I thanks see. for calling. Thank you, Virginia. Bye-bye. Don't you take don't care. tell Calvin I said. That. I know. I'm not going to tell him that. You'll hold that against you. Yeah. Chris is on the line at 308-8867. 308-8867. Chris, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm fine. Thank you for having me. So I just have a sure, question. It's probably a common question. I've seen I've just seen grass at the leave right now. And there's another type of grass that's just taking it over pretty fast. And it's a real thin type of grass. It's kind of like the same grass, but I'm just going to throw it down on it. What what kind of grass is it growing in? It, I don't know what kind of grass. It looks like like regular grass, but it's still thin. I know. I, yeah, that's that sounds like a perennial uh, or annual bluegrass or or uh, perennial rye or something like that. But what what okay. is it growing in? Yeah, I mean, is it growing in Bermuda, or is it growing in St. Augustine, or what? Yeah, St. Augustine. I used to have St. Augustine all over the yard, and then this thing started like a little patch. And I guess when I cut the grass, I didn't pick it up, and now it's just overwhelming the yard. Yeah, and and that's, uh, that, that, uh, this comes around to our horse herb conversation. Uh, Calvin and I, uh, Calvin Finch and I have, have, over the past years, uh, that stuff's almost impossible to kill. And it's beautiful in the winter. I mean, uh, I was looking at mine this morning, this morning, and if I get, if I were to get a little rain tonight or something, that I'm gonna have the, the prettiest, uh, so I- prettiest uh winter winter weed uh lawn gra- lawn that in in the neighborhood but okay. winter grass it is so the the best best thing to do is is not try to kill it but just go ahead and uh, mow it you know keep it mowed just like you would a regular regular lawn now okay. as far as getting rid of it if you establish a thick lawn in other words so, solid set it or sod it uh, with uh, St. Augustine, if it's if it's in an open, I mean, if you got uh, plenty of sunlight, I bet you that area that's uh, fading out either uh, started uh, getting de- getting thinner uh, when you you didn't water it, or uh, it's in the shade. Okay. So, uh, but if you were to reestablish sod in that area, uh, you can get you, it'll 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 out uh, compete that uh, that uh, winter winter grass. Okay. 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 Alrighty. Okay, you're welcome. 
Thanks, Chris. All right, let's get to Geraldine now on the line at 308-8867. Geraldine, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing really good. Good. Uh, What's going on? I've got two oak trees. They're about, uh, they've been in the in the ground about two years, and they're real tall. They're about oh, three or four inches in circumference, the trunk, and I've been letting the branches grow down on the trunk. How old should they be or before I trim those lower branches off? Uh, you trim those lower branches off when they get about an inch in diameter. Oh, gosh, these are way past that. Okay. Oh, are so they? Can, yes. They're okay, then you can, prune, you can prune those off now. Okay. In, in, in now, February. Okay, now until in, in February. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Get my chopper out. There you go. Okay. All right. Thanks. Well, what, what kind of tree did you say it was? An oak? Yes, oak. Uh, live oak, I guess. Live oak. Well, okay, good. Yeah, fly balls. They really grow. And oh, grow yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Thank well, you. good luck to you. Thanks, uh-huh. Geraldine. You take care. And let's see yeah. if we can't get to Billy on the line at 308-8867. Hey there, Billy. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing great. What's going on? I just wanted to report some cross damage to one of Jerry's favorite trees. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Monterey oak? Orange frost. Orange uh, frost. Had it about three years and never covered it and never had any freeze damage till this year. Okay. And, uh, it's about, uh, I guess, uh, the tips, several limbs, about uh, four or five inches on the tips, lost all their leaves. Okay. But, I but the, leaves below, the leaves below that are green and still hanging on, huh? Yes. Okay, so you had the new the new growth basically burned back. That's probably right. Yeah, how how cold did, did you see how cold it got in your yard? Twenty three, twenty five or twenty six, something like that, I think. Twenty five. Yeah. Yeah. I was well. Kind of, I was kind of told when I bought them that they would take it down to fifteen, but uh, this is the first time I found out that that's not. No, uh, that it, it, maybe if they were Mr. Moy, that bred the thing, uh, said that they took that kind of coal in his backyard uh, when they were seedlings. So, uh, but uh, the the truth of the pudding, uh, the proof of the pudding is in. It's when you actually put them out in the landscape and in different locations. In my backyard. Yeah, in your backyard. But uh, you, you should you should still be okay. Yeah, I think uh, so. You know. Should I should I cut off the the limbs where they've lost their leaves? I'd I'd let I'd let them uh, I'd let them go. Ahead. Uh, people are wanting to cut now, especially on citrus. But I would I would wait until um, a late mid to late February, okay, and then and it would see, be all right. And, and see how far back the dead wood goes. Okay, and do that. Yeah, the limbs. But you still you still got a lot of fruit bearing surface there that wasn't damaged. Yes, I have. Okay. Hey, well, that's all I wanted to rip. 
Okay, thank you, sir. Uh, we got some reports from uh, from all around that uh, that that uh, said that uh, said that some of the citrus that uh, we were hoping would go. And and when when we're talk, talking about taking down to uh, in the teens in the in the high teens. Yes. We're talking. We're talking about the wood will survive. Well, the, the wood may well survive all the way up. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. If, if the wood survives, uh, of course, of course if you lose the wood, you lose the tree. And so, uh, but if, if you just if you just you lose the leaves, you'll have uh, you know it'll it'll come back from the wood and possibly. Um, uh, produced fruit this year. That's the way it looks. Okay. Well, good luck to you. Thank Sorry you. it froze back. Well, I just thought she wanted more to know. I, I do. I, that's the kind of reports we need to know because we're testing. This is experimental citrus that uh, really the, the proof of the pudding is, is when we put them out in the landscapes and all around the areas. And I, I, uh, see how they do. I probably bought it before it was on the market. Oh, okay. I don't know how long ago it was, but when. Okay, the thanks, Billy. Well, good luck to you. Bye, bye. Thank Jack, what's going on? Okay. Hello. Uh, <clears throat> hello. Hi, um, I had uh, some information from Jerry about the uh, uh, Crawford lettuce. Yeah. Um, What's going on? I, I, um, I have two beds. One of them is with mixed lettuce, and the other bed is the Crawford lettuce that we use for seed. And right. I, always pull the mix, I always pull the mixed lettuce up before it even thinks about bolting. I don't right. have to worry about it this year because of the freeze. It, yeah. took, it took out my lettuce, but the Crawford looks like like it hasn't even been touched. Yeah, I, I I've never I seen see Crawford freeze. I've never yeah, seen I, Crawford freeze. I was. I just wanted to let you know I was really impressed that it was doing fine, wasn't bothered at all. And right next to it was broccoli that was taken out. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that so, is good news. Uh, I, okay. I, I, like I tell people, you know, if you read the history of Crawford lettuce, it came out of Oklahoma, so uh, it 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 came through some pretty cold winters up in Oklahoma. Okay, I just thought I'd let you know. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll Jack. See you on Thursday. Okay, thank you. <laughs> bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, bye bye. Bye bye. All right, three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. We're going to take a break and rest after all those calls at three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We've got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on nine thirty a.m. The answer. Hey, 
it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. Thanks to everybody that came out and enjoyed the workshop that David Rodriguez did on growing fruit trees in San Antonio. As always, David gave out some great information, and I've got some great information for you right now. To find out all the activities that are going on at Millburgers, go to MillburgerNursery.com. MillburgerNursery.com. Not only will you find out about the classes that are at Millburgers, like the adult classes that David did, or even the kids' classes that are coming up. You'll find out about events that are happening at the nursery, whether it's a blood drive or a fun celebration in gardening. MillburgerNursery.com has all that information, and there's information about other gardening activities that are happening in San Antonio. So that's your resource, MillburgerNursery.com. When you go there, you also find great information to enhance your gardening experience, including videos, articles, links, and much, much more. So for all your needs, go to Millburger Nursery. And to learn more, go to MillburgerNursery.com. This is Lance Hoppus. Join me this Sunday evening from 8 to 10 for the God, Family, and Country Show. This show is a call for all Christians to live as God commanded. A call for a recommitment to your family to pray together and live a Christian life. A call to action in defense of our country, our Constitution, the amendments, and the rights which we were given from God. Join me and the revival every Sunday evening from 8 to 10 on 9:30 a.m. The answer. When the weather outside is frightful, the birds are more delightful. With colder temperatures, birds are active at the feeders. If you want to enjoy the beauty and the thrill of watching nature in your own backyard, Wild Birds Unlimited Nature Shops in San Antonio can show you how. There is nothing quite like the enjoyment you get from watching finches at the feeder or purple martins teaching their young to fly. Wild Birds Unlimited Nature Stores can help you create the perfect backyard nature sanctuary. Whether you're a novice or an expert, one that attracts a certain bird or that keeps squirrels away, or even one where you you can sit back and watch the playful squirrels at the feeder. Wild Birds Unlimited also has unique items for the nature enthusiast. You'll find binoculars, wind chimes, tilly hats, carved canes, art for the home, and more. Wild Birds Unlimited Nature Stores. With three San Antonio and shirts locations, like Braun Road in 1604, or call 375-3611. That's 375-3611. You visited your parents last weekend and noticed lots of changes. Mom can't keep up with the house and dad. He forgets to take his medicine. After a weekend of running errands, you are overwhelmed. The effects of aging on your parents can no longer be ignored. Don't worry. Synergy Home Care is here to help manage your loved one's care so you don't have to. From providing a companion who can clean, prepare meals, and remind dad to take his medicine to around-the-clock compassionate care. Call Synergy Home Care now to schedule your free in-home consultation. Our home care specialist will customize a plan and give you peace of mind. Call Synergy Home Care now to schedule your free consultation. Our number is 855-579-CARE. That's 855-579-CARE. Synergy Home Care Franchise Opportunities, now available in Central Texas. It's the inauguration that a lot of the country did not see coming, and the Democrats can't believe is happening. Join us for the inauguration of this country's 45th president, Donald Trump. Despite all the naysayers, Donald Trump shocked America and the world, beating Hillary Clinton. And now it's time to see how he handles the most powerful job on the planet. Join us for the inauguration of Donald Trump, Friday, January 20th. Coverage begins at 10 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. 
Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. We're live at Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Dr. Jerry Parsons and I, Calvin, back next week. Uh, so our Minnesota friend who had a question yesterday can call in, and Calvin can commiserate with you and, and hold your hold your hand and let you know it's going to be okay because he's been there. <laughs> so uh, he's he's from Minnesota. And he, he knows. I can hardly wait to ask him, did his cyclamen freeze? No. I'm, I'm uh, waiting for the moment. I still say we should have gone over there and planted every other one. Yeah, I think that, he would have never figured that out. Uh. <laughs> Just why did the, why this checkerboard pattern of, although it might have been interesting, Calvin probably would have put together a theory as to what happened and uh, but, uh, for some minor element that he put in. Yeah, exactly, on every other one. So 308-8867, that's our number, 308-8867. Still time to call. Speaking of freezing back, uh, Prada Barbados is frozen to the ground. You can cut them, cut them down now if you want to. Now, the, What I don't know is if they're dead. So oh. Prada Barbados is a true tropical. Oh, wow. And so it, it don't like 20, 20, low 20s. Uh, for that long a period of time. So if I was a betting man, I'd bet that they're all dead. Mm. Uh, I thought they were, they're were. they not perennial. They're not root-hardy. No. No. Okay. They're, they're root-hardy perennials if they're in the tropics or in the, in the real Grand Valley or somewhere like that. I bet we get lots of calls. Oh, yeah. Because even if they do come back, they'll be slow. And they'll be, uh, they won't come back until, uh, like I said, uh, May or June. Wow. You're going to see sprouts coming up in May or June. I bet you people are not going to be that patient. Oh, no. Wow. So how could you tell if it, besides just waiting until May or June, how can you tell? Is that a green wood? Yeah. when When you're cutting them back, if the wood is... Uh, the wood is not slippery, and 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 uh, when you make the cut, it's green on the inside. Is that one of those things where you cut? Yeah, cutting start, down so the green wood. Top. Okay, but I'll I'll give you a hint with Prada Barbados. <laughs> you can start real low. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Because uh, I mean the the main stems are are gone. That's funny. You see them around town. They look like they've been there for years. And... Oh yeah. Well, for the last four years they okay. have. Three to four years. We're st- they overwintered. We're talking about Poinciana, right? Yeah. Okay. Proud of Barbados. Okay, yeah. Um, they're tropicals. Uh, Milton. No, I know, I know, I know. Uh, and Bougainville is the same way. Yeah. You know, we saw Bougainville trees here. Uh, not next year. I'll have to drive not, through. Not this year. I mean. Drive through my old neighborhood where they... Had these bougainvillea that were as tall as a house and oh, these yeah. limbs that were beautiful. Yeah, you know, branch over the fences and uh, that's going to be sad. But we had uh, I, I was checking the stats. Uh, Two hundred people called in last week or came into Plant Answers last week and looked at the loquat information. One hundred eighty-six looked at the Prada Barbados uh, selection. And 117 looked at bougainvilleas. I imagine they're looking for information on seeing seeing about if if they're going to make it through the cold temperatures or not. 
and uh, 136 people last week looked at the articles on citrus pruning. Oh, because they're yeah, they're the thing. But I, I, I'm telling you, don't get too jumpy on that on that citrus pruning because if you prune citrus now, uh, that'll stimulate new growth. Pruning stimulates new growth. So uh, again, you want to wait till the end of February to do that pruning in San Antonio. Now in the hill country, might want to wait till the uh, middle of March. Uh, before you start pruning that citrus, we 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 a, a good way to tell uh, when you should start pruning citrus is watch for the new sprouts, the new the new bu- new bu- uh, new growth. Okay. Watch for new growth on the on the wood. And then you trim it. And then everything everything above the new growth is dead. Oh wow! Okay. Huh. Yeah. So, That's easy. so, so, and that way, if you do that, you won't you won't stimulate new growth because the new growth, the weather, the weather stimulates new growth, and so the weather's been right to uh, stimulate the new growth. So you won't do it by pruning. Did you say your Belinda's dream, not a citrus, obviously, but had new growth on it? Yeah, the how does, how does Belinda's it dream now? come out pretty fast. Yeah, but now ours looks horrible. Oh, because it, all the new growth froze back. Yeah. Yeah. And even my little grandma's yellow was showing new growth, growth and now it just looks pathetic. Yeah. Well, Poor just, little guy. Just wait till, uh, <laughs> wait till uh, late February. Okay. Uh, that, that, uh, that, uh, that, uh, I'm glad you mentioned roses because we hadn't, hadn't talked about roses. But uh, they're, they're cold hardy, but they're, that new wood, that new growth will, will freeze back. Uh and like I said, 136 people called in or, or came into Plant Answers looking for information on citrus pruning. People, a uh, hundred people looked at uh, my water lily pictures. I'm uh, yeah. I've left them up since September when I went up to San Angelo to uh, see some water lilies up there, uh, do a talk up there. And uh, I, I get, came up with some good uh, water lily pictures that I use on the front page. I usually like to recycle recycle through uh, the pictures on the front page uh, to keep something pretty. But right now, uh, there's not that much pretty going on that I can that I can recycle. Hmm. So I, I'll probably just leave the water lily pictures up there since obviously. A um, hundred people last week looked at the uh, index and the conglomeration of it. And water lilies are pretty too, but uh, they've frozen back too. Now, if you if you want to know which row water lily water water lilies froze, uh, of course the water lily people know this, but uh, the tropicals. For freeze, just, yeah. like, just like the there's tropical water lilies and then there's hardy water lilies, and uh, the uh, Texas superstar water lily is uh, is uh, Texas Dawn, D A W N, and uh, it's a hardy water lily, so it won't won't even freeze up in San Angelo up in that area. Now, when water lilies freeze. 
Is it? Are they kaput too? Yeah. The tropicals. Okay. Oh yeah, the tropicals are dead as a hammer. Okay. Uh, if if the I, I guess the water has to get to, the water gets a certain temperature for the tropical. See, people that that raise water lilies, I mean, commercially speaking, put them in, put the tropicals in a greenhouse. Oh, really? Yeah, and then the, they know the the non-hardy water lilies, and so they put them in the greenhouse in the winter time. So they have to have a greenhouse as well. And I think next week in the newspaper, because uh, it hadn't come out yet, uh, Calvin's article on horse herb. Oh, good. Horse herb will be out. Like I told that previous caller, we had 81 people look at the horse herb information. It's on plantanswers.com on the information index. It's huge. Under horse herb. We're leading and, the way in and, horse herb information. <laughs> and I've got Calvin's article on that, too, so you can see it on plantanswers.com before you see it in the newspaper. All right, we're going to begin to wrap up. I want to get some thank yous out there. Thank you for Trace coming in and sitting in for Dr. Finch, who should be back next Saturday and Sunday. Thanks to Dr. Parsons. And thanks to Carlo back at the station doing a great job getting all those calls. Carlo got beat up there for a quick second. So uh, appreciate everybody calling in and being patient with Carlo, but he did a great job. I'm Milton Glick. Guess what? We're back here next Saturday and Sunday. So come by and visit with us at 1604 on Bull Road or just listen to us right here on 930 AM, The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.